This episode is dedicated to Aaron Huey and Janusz Striesbeck. Hello, podcast people. You just made my day. Hey, podcast people. How you doing? This is Made My Day, the podcast that celebrates the little tiny wonderful things in life. Episode 17, brought to you the week of June 10th, 2014. I am your host. My name is James Kennison, and uh, we're going to jump right into some MMDs that uh, happened in my week. We're going to go through all the wonderful miracles that I have experienced. And you might say, first time um, listener, you might say, why do I care? Why do I care about what James has to say? Well, first of all, because I'm cool. Very, very cool. Secondly, I used to be really, really depressed and uh, I couldn't feel anything good. All I could feel was bad. And um, and then suddenly I could start feeling good again. And it started with the little things. And things have gotten a lot better, but I still find it very helpful to go through my day every day and find at least one thing that made that day worthwhile. No matter how bad a day might be, to find something good is always good. And um, I hope to inspire others to do the same. And I hope you're entertained too. So I have decided to separate my MMDs into two categories. One of them is called rapid fire. And that's just where I'm going to list them out. And if there's a few things I got to say about them, I'll say about them. And then there are ones called story MMDs where I'm going to tell you a little bit more about them. Okay. Not everything's a story doesn't need to be. So here's a few things that happened this week that were just awesome. First of all, I'm trying my hand at becoming a voiceover guy over at Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. I'll have a link to my gig over there um, at the website, mmdcast.com. Just look for episode 17 and you're gold. Um, by the time you listen to this in the future, future people, it may not exist anymore. But we'll see. I do voices, not only my regular voice, but I also um, have done, you know, uh, different voices that I do for uh, for different people, and it's never a, it's never a problem, you know. So I got stuff that I do, and um, I'm thinking, you know, if I can make five bucks here and there, because that's what the website's about, then I'm going to do it. Um, I also made uh, the podcast kid intro. For those of you that don't know, since my daughter was two weeks to three. That means two weeks before she was three, I was doing podcasts with her, recording little things she would say, most of it gibberish, and uh, eventually we turned it into a proper show, Podcast Kid, where we talked about things that matter to kids. Well, we haven't done that um, for since October 2012, and I'm looking to bring that show back. So I got a brand new intro made. It's going to be fun, and you'll hear it um, on the first show. I don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be soon. I also made uh, the Girl Meets World podcast intro, and I think I'm going to play that for you. Let's see if I can pull it up here. Do, 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 do. Should have had this in advance. Oh, 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 oh. If you've never heard the the, the Girl Meets World podcast theme song, or um, I'm sorry, the Girl Meets World theme song, then you're not going to know this. But here it goes. This is what it sounds like 
And I got to start it right there. Here we go. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 you know, I practice. It's it's on my iPad, and uh, I was learning how to do some DJ stuff. And um, I think I don't know. Sounds all right to me. I'm excited about re- doing the Girl Meets World podcast. That's going to be June twenty first when this first show is coming out. The website's up over at uh, GW, GM, yeah, GMWcast.com. And uh, if you submit your email address, I will give you early access to the first episode and possibly even access to, uh, you know, our, our the practice episode that we're going to do before our real episode. We always do an episode zero, zero helps us, um, helps us to practice, you know, and get all the bugs worked out. Um, we also, another thing that made my day this week is I started a nobody's listening Facebook group. Nobody's Listening is the main podcast that I do. It's called Nobody's Listening. It is a show where we tell funny life stories, invite other people to share theirs as well. Um, it's the Funny Story Show. And we've been doing it since 2006. And we um, we just recorded episode, oh, I don't know, podcast.nocast.com. We, uh, 217. We did 217 just a, just a few moments ago, actually, with my co-host John Steinklobber. And um, back in the early days, we used to have an awesome thing where it was a, uh, a bulletin board system, not bulletin board, message board. And we would communicate with all of our listeners, and it was just really popular, really big. Well, that has gone away. I've tried to recreate those glory days. Message boards are just not where it's at. But I had a funny idea, a weird idea. I just said, hey, let's start a Nobody's Listening Facebook group. Now, that's different than a fan page. It's a group where everybody can join, everybody can post. Everybody's posts and pages and posts and pictures and all that stuff, they all get about the same, they get the same weight, I guess. You know, whereas on a Facebook page, you're going to, I'm, you're, you're basically going to like my stuff. You're going to comment on my stuff. This one allows everybody to communicate on the same level. And if you're a Nobody's Listening fan, then go over there and check it out. It's been awesome to connect with the fans again. It has rekindled that old mojo from the old days. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And every day we're adding new people to the group. Um, so if you even just want to hang out with a bunch of folks, like-minded folks, that enjoy shows that are put out uh, by myself and then and the NLcast podcast network. Um, go over there. Just look up, uh, I think it's facebook.com slash group slash NLcast. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes over at mmdcast.com as well. My last uh, rapid fire, <laughs> rapid fire, my butt, um, is I got a compressor limiter gate. Compressor limiter gate. And you're like, what in the world is that? I only recognized one word in that. Well, it's a piece of uh, hardware that will allow me to <laughs> compress and limit and gate 
my uh, my sound, okay? If there's a hiss in the bottom that's real quiet, the gate will take that out. And um and 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 if it gets too loud and and I'm too loud and I shout instead of clipping, the compressor will bring that down automatically and make it a little quieter. Uh, and and the limiter, I don't know what it does, but it's going to be awesome, and my my shows are going to sound better, and it's all because of the support of people like Aaron Huey and Yanu Streespec that are helping me out over at patreon.com slash mmdcast. Um, here's some of my story MMDs, and then we'll get into some of yours. I um, Last week I mentioned, I think for the last two weeks, I've been talking about our trip uh, over Memorial Day. Well, one of the things I forgot to mention was while we were at the Disney store, I always look for buzz stuff. I'm a I'm an avid Buzz Lightyear collector. Been collecting since 1996. My first item was on uh, my my honeymoon, and I've got a room full of of toys and and characters and figures and you know every kind of thing you can imagine. I buy special stuff from Japan and and uh, that that has no English writing on it at all. Um, I own a Buzz Lightyear that is cast metal and I paid way too much for him, but I couldn't say no. Well, I'm going through and usually, you know, it's a tourist trap kind of store and there's just a, there's a lot of good stuff, but Buzz Lightyear toys and the toys in general are, are mostly crap. They, they know people are going to you know buy stuff. They always have the same buzz. They've had the same buzz for eight years. It's stupid. But to this, I mean, this time they had some new stuff. They had an awesome backpack, and they had this amazing thing that I've been looking for for years in my size, and that I've seen other people wear them. It was a Buzz Lightyear hoodie, and I don't mean it had Buzz Lightyear on the front of it. I have one of those. It's gray, and it has Buzz Lightyear skating on the front, and it's really cool, and my wife hates it, but this one was like, it was almost like a costume. Because the whole chest piece and the stomach and the, the buttons and everything were printed on the front. The little wings and junk and the backpack were on the back. It was absolutely amazing. The hood, when you lifted it, was purple. It was amazing. It was double X. I'd never seen them in that size before. Uh, I'd seen other people wear them, never seen them on a rack. And I saw it and I wanted it so bad. And uh, it was 60 bucks. And I walked away. Uh, my wife hated it. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. I had my picture taken in it. But even though I didn't get it, it still made my day to see it and to, to experience it and to get my picture made with it. And I walked away and I collected it by, by photographing it. And I still got my 60 bucks. A hoodie for $60. Man, maybe if that thing had been 40 I would have done it. But, um, you know, and I wouldn't have worn it in public. That's the other thing is at this point with my collecting, if it's not something I can put on a shelf, if it's something I know is going to end up folded up in a, in a box, cause I have a lot of stuff and it's boxed away. Um, if it's going to end up in a box, I don't buy it anymore. I got to have stuff that displays that sits up big. So, um, my daughter has had her ears pierced, uh, recently. <sighs> And uh, she's got three little holes on one side. And she, she has always claimed, um, even when it was just the, the two, when it was just before she had had her recent one, it always looked like there were two holes. And she would always say, well, that one's a freckle. That one's a freckle. 
Well, I am here to tell you right now that that one is, is, is not a freckle. And here's how I know. She had her ears pierced for the third time. I don't mean three holes like a teenager up the cartilage on her ear. I mean, when she was like nine months old, we had her ears pierced. And for some reason, oh, they were crooked. They were just straight up crooked. She got My wife got it done at a kiosk in the middle of the mall. They did a terrible job. So she let them grow in. Well, then when my daughter was five, she says, I want them again. So we went to another kiosk in the mall. They re-pierced them. This time they got infected. So we let them grow in again after dealing with the infection. Well, she's nine. She says, I want to get it done. Um, and I'll even pay somebody to do it because we're like, we're not going to get it done for free again. So Jenna paid 50 bucks for her own money. And that included this, you know, these solid, these gold studs because she got cheap ones last time. And that's why she got infected. So two weeks later, she gets to pull them out. She's really looking forward to it. And she comes running up to me with one earring, one dangly earring that she'd just been dying to do. And she says, dad, my, my, uh, the hole on this side, I can't get it through. I'm like, why'd you come to me? She says, cause, cause everybody in the family knows I can't stand anything piercing things. I can't stand, uh, injections. I can't stand the tattoo needles. I can't stand watching someone put, uh, a, a, a nose, an earring through their ear. It drives me insane. But my wife sent her to me because she said she couldn't do it. She couldn't figure it out. Well, I go in there and I look at it and figure out, you know, this is falling into the category of man work, which kind of turned the tide. You know, oh, mom couldn't do it. She sent you to me, you know. <laughs> so we get up there and I put her on the counter and uh, darned uh, if I don't turn her head and it's the one with the three dots, you know. Oh, one's a freckle. I look in there and I, it ain't a freckle. It's a hole. There are three different holes on that one side. They apparently re-pierced the same one on the one that was correct. But this one took three tries. Well, guess what? They all looked exactly the same. And I could not figure out for the life of me which one I was supposed to start trying to force this thing through. Because that's what we were going to have to do. And there were three holes on the back of this thing, too. So as I start piercing, I, I, I judge which one I think I remember to be the official one. Because I'd looked at them, you know, when she got them done. And I kind of look at the other side and, and, and I realized it was in the same spot. But on the back, I didn't know which hole it was lining up to. Because there were three holes on the back. And it's like putt, putt golf. When you, when you hit your ball into that little tube and you don't know where it's going to come out. There's all these different options. It could have been any, any of them. But um, so I start pushing and, and I figured out what was the right one. Because this little, this little trickle of white goopy crap start coming out of the back of the ear hole. One of them. And I realize I'm forcing something out. And I don't know what it is. In my head, it became something just impossible, which was it became like like Wolverine's healing factor. Like as soon as her earring came out, her body moved to try to repair the damage and fill it with this white gunk. I have since come to realize probably that it was just the anti-infection cream that she was spreading, you know, all over her ears constantly throughout this entire process and and probably right after she pulled them out. And and it made it a little less gross, but at the time I didn't know. It looked like a tiny tiny little excretion, like a tiny little tube of toothpaste squeezing out the tiniest little bit of toothpaste. 
And it was so gross. And the pinching and the pushing and everything was just sending chills. And eventually, long story short, I was able to get that Joker through. And with no tears, no blood, just this nasty little, <laughs> little ear poop that was coming out. White ear poop. So um, it made my day that I did not pass out. And uh, it's funny to me that that third hole in her ear is not a freckle after all this time. I I always kind of figured it wasn't, but now I know for sure. All right, another one. Simone from uh, Jam City. She was a, I want to say a fourth grader, fifth grader. When I started kids ministry years and years ago at, at Sheffield Family Life Center in Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City's Joyful Church, um, uh, I, I, I inherited another children's pastor's kids. You know, he'd been there for 14 years and these kids were very gracious and they embraced me and, and I was able to connect with them, but all too soon they moved on into middle school and then into high school. And now these kids are grown. All right. I'm talking about post-college age, getting married and all this kind of stuff. Well, this, uh, this weekend, just kind of randomly, one of them, uh, her name again, <laughs> is uh, is Simone. She posted a picture of her badge from Jam City. And you say, well, what, what is that? Okay, well, we made badges. This was back in the day. If you go to church now and you check in your kid, you're probably going to check in with a computer system. They're going to take your information. They're going to print out a custom badge every single week that is updated with security information that matches the, the tag that you have. And it's really, really awesome and, and complicated and simplified all at the same time. But back in the day, before all that, we had to have a system, and the basic system was to just tag kids with with tags. We didn't want to write out badges every week. We at Sheffield, in its heyday, when I was there, we had six hundred kids a weekend, and so that meant about three hundred fifty of them were in my children's church. And so, rather than writing out badges for every single one of them every single week, we made badges. Okay, so. She posted this picture of this thing, and it is cracked and faded, and and it's beautiful. It's awesome, and it reminded me of all the crap we went through to make them. She wrote this. Let me just let me just wrote. She wrote. She says, "Okay, one more stroll down memory lane, Fifth Street in Jam City, were most certainly the good old days with my best friend Lydia. We thought we were the coolest kids ever. We even came up with dumb nicknames for ourselves, like Simonizzle." And Lidizzle. We laughed about nothing and everything and thought the world revolved around us. Good times. And then she tags me in cast. Thanks for teaching us about Jesus and putting up with our shenanigans. And uh, if that didn't make my day this week, I don't know what did. I wrote her back. I said, if you could have seen my face when this picture popped up in my Facebook, remembering not only all those Sundays, but that graduation service when I gave these out to you guys now you're old school jam city, or I said, you know, you're old school jam city when you got a badge back before the computers and all. And, uh, and then I tagged it with MMD cast like you're supposed to do, you know? And, um, so then that got my wife involved because she used to hand them out all the time. And, uh, the other children, the other pastor that's still there, he says, I remember the racks they were on. They were on these massive triangular, 
pegboard racks that we built with all these hooks uh, for each last name. You know, everything was categorized by last name. And it was absolutely <laughs> the worst thing ever because the lanyards would get hung around each other and, and they would get tied and tangled. And it, oh, it was horrible. But it built character <laughs> for those that had to work it, like my wife. And so my wife tags Jan, who's my old secretary. And, um, and then that got me remembering how we used to build these things. Let me describe this thing to you. It's a, it's a full color badge, a square or a tri- rectangular badge. It says Jam City across the top. It's colors. And it's got a, a white area at the bottom with her name on it, with a little label. And inside of that, is, it's inside of a plastic case with a whole punched in the top where the lanyard would go. All right, so here's my recollection of us constructing these monstrosities. I said, I recall we got them printed special so that they would go through the copier. The goal was to use a template to get the names on the cards and then cut them to size. They either wouldn't go through the copier or the finish on the cards messed up the copy. But either way, we ended up having to print all the names on labels that ended up to be too big. So we had to cut the ends off of each individual badge and then stick them on the card. And the sleeve they were in, they turned out to be baseball card holders with a hole punched through them. And they broke so easily. Thinking back, putting one of those... Uh, ring stickers around it might have helped. But uh, some of the younger ones would suck on them. And one kid sucked all the purple off the end of his card. (laughs) He looked like he'd eaten a popsicle, and I probably told his parents that he did. So it was just good memories. You know, back then when we were just flying by the seat of our pants, doing whatever we could do to get the job done, to keep those kids safe. And, uh, you know, I tried to make up something that was simple and man, every single step of the way (laughs) turned out to be such a pain because we didn't want to laminate them. Lamination. Um, why didn't we want to laminate? Oh yeah. Because we went through so many of them, uh, that laminating was, I don't know if it was too expensive or we want, the idea was we were, we would be able to pull out the card and keep the sleeve and put a new one in it. Well, that turned out to be redonkulous, too. And we ended up buying cases and cases of these hard plastic baseball card holders. I don't even know how much money we wasted. But when the computers came, glory to God, it was so, so precious. It was so good. So, Simone, thanks for making my day and helping me remember all all the days and the weirdnesses of ministry. So all the behind-the-scenes stuff that you didn't even know anything about. Speaking of uh, friends, um, my buddy David, who is a missionary, an urban missionary in um, St. Louis, Missouri, has recently acquired a theater. A theater, a classic old-school theater. You should see this thing. I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's called The Melvin. <laughs> it's got an awesome name. The Melvin, and um, it, it is just absolutely tiny and eensy. It probably has one screen, and um, if you read the comments on the page that I'm going to link to, you'll hear from a guy 
who says in the 70s he worked as a projectionist because his parents owned the place and they kind of spanked it up and they were they played Jaws in there and all this kind of stuff. Well, he, he's going to turn this into a community center and I was looking at it and just, you know, the fact that I'm a minister myself, I was looking at it on Google Streets and I noticed it was a big giant lot next to it, a grassy lot. And I asked him, I'm like, oh my gosh, is that, you know, is that included or do you get to use it? Because when you do outreach for ministry and stuff, having a, a lot like that to be able to put out trucks or, or inflatables or, you know, a, a cooking thing or bring in a big truck full of food, it's always good to have a big outside space, especially right in the middle of the hood when there's everything's built out. And he goes, yes, yes. And I said, well, yes, you can use it or yes, it came with it. He says, yeah, it came with it. Is it also the, the privilege of having to mow it? <laughs> so he wasn't MMD in the lot, but I sure enough did. And I think that's awesome. So we got a theater, which is cool. You should see this thing. It's got little double doors. And right in the middle, there was like this little rock-shaped thing in the middle. And I was like, what is that? And it's the ticket window. It's a teeny tiny little ticket window. It's one ticket window. Oh, so cool. He owns a theater. <laughs> or acquired it. I don't know. Somebody gave it to him. It's so neat. I wish him the best. So... Um, oh yeah, my, my daughter and I on June 21st, I think I mentioned, are going to be starting a show podcast called Girl Meets World Podcast. Girl Meets World is a sequel on the Disney Channel to the show Boy Meets World that started in 1993. You remember Corey and Topanga? Well, they got married and they're grown and they have a 13 year old daughter now in TV land anyway. And it's about the parents and the daughter and her friend and it's going to be a really good show, I can tell already. But we knew that this thing had, uh, the first episode was being released um, out there, and we didn't know how to get a hold of it. Well, long story short, after a week or so, because we really wanted to see it in advance so we could talk about it on our first show. You know, not give away any spoilers, but at least come across like we were true fans, you know. If other people were, who you know had seen it and were listening to our first show and we hadn't even seen it, you know, are they going to come back for show two? I don't think so. So, long story short, we figured out how to stream it through our iPad on an app. And dun-dun-dun, we're going to watch it tomorrow. We're going to be cool. And our first episode will not just have to be about the previews and all that. We'll actually be able to give some teasers and stuff like that. So, really, really, really excited about that. MMDs. I told you guys last week to start tagging um, your tweets or your Facebook statuses with hashtag MMDcast and then I'd read them on the show. Well, two of you decided to do that, one from Facebook and one from Twitter. So I'm going to read them and I appreciate you doing it. And you too. If you have something that you put up that you're sharing with your friends and you're like, you know what? This did make my day. It was a good thing. And I want to share it with James, and he can share it with all the listeners over there on his show. Tag it. Just put hashtag MMDCAST, and I will be able to find it anywhere on Facebook, anywhere on Twitter, even if we're not even connected. Pretty cool thing. So here it is. From Facebook, Paulie writes, if you grew up going to shows and now you're a dad, this will make you cry, smile, and then Google what bands are coming through your city soon. Um, what it is, is he linked to a, 
a video of a dad that's kind of like him, like a punk rock star kind of dad with the tattoos. See, these guys are growing up and getting married and having kids. And, and um, he linked me in there because I used to go to shows too. And this video, though, is of a, of a guy taking his six-year-old son out of school to go take him to a punk show. And it's a really cool video. I'll link to it in the show notes over at MMD Cast for episode, uh, oh goodness, what is this one again? 17. So go over there and listen to it. It's really cool. It's a cool little video. Uh, Twitter, uh, uh, a young lady named Feeny, F-I-N-I, she just simply put, I caught up on all my podcasts. And then she put the hashtag MMDCast. So, Feeney, congratulations. I'm glad that made your day. I'll tell you one thing that's made my day is walking around the block at night. I am loving it because I am I finally have a time in my life where all I can do is listen to podcasts. And when I lived in Kansas City, I had tons of driving time. And ever since we've been here, my drives have not been long enough to be, even be able to listen to his show. I mean, it's annoying to listen to five minutes of a show, 10 minutes of a show that's going to be 45 to an hour. It's no way to do it. But when I am walking, I can sit there and listen to Film Sack. I can listen to, I don't know, I'm a Podcast Answer Man. I can get those things going and get, get, get uh, some entertainment while I'm working out. And by the way, another MMD, this is rapid fire MMD for you here. Um, I had reported previously at the doctor that I had lost seven pounds. Um, I am now at 10 pounds lost. And that is doing nothing other than standing and walking and drinking water. And I love that. I love that. I haven't changed the thing that I'm eating. Um, so I'm still going to die young. But at least I'll be really, really hot when I do. Uh, here's some emails. Uh, Mother Unit says, What made my day recently? was helping a woman with advanced dementia during her recovery after a minor surgery at the clinic where I work. She didn't talk, but we made eye contact, so I chatted with her adamantly about all sorts of random topics while I took out her IV line and helped her get dressed. And when I took her in the wheelchair to where her son-in-law would drive up and pick her up, she looked at me in the eye and clearly said, I am glad you are here today. Thanks for sharing the good stuff, Mother Unit. So I appreciate that. Thank you. That's awesome. I kind of, when I read it the first time, I imagined that she didn't say anything, but her eyes said it. And now I don't know. I'm reading it and she may have said, I'm glad you were here today. But either way, what an awesome thing. What an awesome thing to make somebody else's day. Justin writes, I got to travel to L.A. for a day and meet and participate in an interview with Chris Roberts, who made the games Wing Commander, Freelancer, and Strike Commander, among others, and produced a movie with Ron Perlman in it that I still need to see. It was really neat to meet someone who had made some of my favorite games I played growing up and is currently making Star Citizen, which is planned to be the game I've wanted to play for many years. He also helped deliver the punchline for a comedy sketch we wrote and recorded. All around, my day was made many times over Justin. Yeah, I've heard of Wing Commander and Strike Commander, and uh, yeah, he must be a very famous guy in the, uh, 
in the gaming world there. So that's awesome. It's always cool when um, when you when you get to meet somebody that's uh, famous. <laughs> Speaking of that, if you go to nlcast.com, I'm sorry, facebook.com slash uh, groups slash nlcast, then you're going to see, at this point anyway, a post by Frank DiCaprio, and he made... Uh, a, a meme. Uh, if you don't know what a meme is, it's it's just a little thing that everybody thinks is cool and it's popular. Sometimes it's an image with a cat on it and a comment. You know what I'm saying? Well, this one's got Captain Kirk and he's just got this happy look on his face. And he and it says, that feeling you get when you get mentioned on Nobody's Listening. And that's because we mentioned him tonight on the show and he was in the chat room. He must have gone and made this and then posted it on the group. And um, it was really, really funny. And it, and it was an MMD thing for me because somebody thinks, you know, what what Justin thought of this guy, you know, Frank kind of thinks about me. And uh, so that always makes you feel special. I do not let it go to my head. Well, guys, uh, that about wraps it up. I do want to mention, though, if you like the show and you like what we're doing here, I would appreciate your support. Patreon.com slash MMDcast. Support the show. Consider a dollar per episode. That is four bucks a month or less or more, whatever you can do. This is my job. This is what I do for a living, podcasting. And if it's entertaining you, uh, you can be part of helping me, uh, you know, feel like a man. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash MMDcast. Or just go to MMDcast.com and click on support the show. And uh, anything you can do, a quarter a show. Five cents a show, um, you know, seven hundred dollars a show. Whatever you can do, you know, that'd be awesome. And if you can't do that, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I don't think any different of you at all. Ah, so what has made your day recently? What meant something special to you? I want to share your tiny, wonderful moments with everyone who listens to this show. So don't forget to email your moments to mmdcast.com. Remember, those in three or four sentences have the best chance of being read. Guys, don't forget to tag your MMD moments on Facebook and Twitter with hashtag MMDcast. Visit us online at www.mmdcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MMDcast or NLCast. And like the, Mike, Mike, uh, like the Make My Day podcast on Facebook and leave us an iTunes review if that's how you found us. And feel free to sponsor the show over at patreon.com slash MMMD, MMDcast. Here's hoping that every day you'll find something that makes your day. <laughs>